0: Hello, I'm Lee Anders, your door to door storyteller, and I'd like to give you a story. This story is called The King of Hearts by Gretelin Darkey. On St. Stephen's Day, the witch Baba Yaga decided that she wanted to learn how to freeze hearts. She had heard of such things being done in the far north, so she knew it was possible. Baba Yaga didn't like the far north. It was so cold and windy and snowy, and there were very few people to torture there. Boring and yucky. Freezing hearts sounded useful, though, worth going into the far north to learn even, not to mention that once Baba Yaga froze a person's heart, they would belong to her. That was a huge advantage. That was always the hardest thing, making people obey you. Make no mistake, Baba Yaga liked torturing people into submission. It was one of her favorite sports. But Baba Yaga was getting old. The centuries did wear on one eventually. She needed a less intense method of slave-making for those inevitable slow days. Apparently, children's hearts were the easiest to freeze. That's what she'd heard anyway. Or maybe that merchant had said critters' hearts. It was hard to tell because she had been cutting his tongue out at the time. Children, hmm. She would have to check on that. Baba Yaga hated children. Nothing was more troublesome than a child. They were so... Unpredictable. Baba Yaga didn't like that. She could usually read people easily. But children were curious. They often didn't have the same patterns ingrained in their personalities that adults did. The only good child was a child who was spitted and seasoned and roasted slowly. That was lovely." Baba Yaga wiped the drool from her leathery old lips. Now she was hungry for child flesh. Well, at least she had that option if the spell didn't work. It was such an annoying journey, so far north, so cold, and Baba Yaga didn't even particularly care for the Snow Queen. The Snow Queen was one of the few witches whose true name Baba Yaga didn't know. It made Baba Yaga self-conscious and insecure not to know a witch's true name, and that annoyed her. It galled her even more because the Snow Queen was younger than she was, or at least Baba Yaga thought she was. No one really knew how old the Snow Queen was, "'she had simply appeared a few centuries back in the far north. "'None of the other witches really noticed the Snow Queen at first. "'Nobody had ever cared much for the far north, "'so none of the other witches envied her the territory. "'When the snow started spreading, however, there was some grumbling. "'Witches started to wonder who this Snow Queen was.' There had been some talk about sending her a delegation, but none of the southern witches wanted to travel north to do it, and the subject was dropped. Besides, the snows only drifted a few feet south every year. The Snow Queen probably didn't even know she was spreading the snow. That was how the southern witches justified the situation. But the truth was that the Snow Queen was good at witchery, better than any witch in centuries. Some of the older witches even murmured that she reminded them of Baba Yaga when she was young. Baba Yaga didn't heed this, though. She knew that the Snow Queen was good. But as long as Baba Yaga could have the southern forests, she didn't care. The country was vast. If the Snow Queen decided it was too small to share, then Baba Yaga would have to deal with her. Until then, it paid to be on friendly terms. There were benefits to being nice to other witches. Exchanging spells, for instance. Still... Baba Yaga had to admit that although many witches went north to learn from the Snow Queen, the mysterious monarch never left her domain to learn from anyone. It was a good strategy. If the Snow Queen ever wanted to expand her kingdom, she would know which witches knew what spells, and she would have the counterspells. It was very smart." But Baba Yaga didn't think much about it. She had lived this long, hadn't she? She would live a little longer, even if this upstart decided to become an imperialist. If she couldn't fight, she could always hide, and Baba Yaga was not above hiding to survive. After what felt years of trudging through the snow, Baba Yaga finally spotted the Snow Queen's ice castle. Baba Yaga snorted, so dramatic. Why couldn't the Snow Queen have a house on chicken legs like Baba Yaga did? It was practical and understated. There was no way the Snow Queen could move that ridiculous palace anywhere. It had five spires at least. Baba Yaga shook her head. Baba Yaga left her chicken leg house and walked up the grand staircase to the huge front doors of the castle. She had taken the precaution of wearing spiked shoes, so she didn't slip on the palace's slippery ice surface. There was nothing worse than looking like a fool in front of an upstart witch. Baba Yaga reached her bony hand toward the door handle. Before she touched it, however, the door swung slowly and silently inward. Baba Yaga raised one eyebrow. More drama. What a waste of magic and energy. Come in, Baba Yaga, called a low voice. I've been expecting you. Baba Yaga almost laughed. The girl was really a trip. Shaking her grey head, Baba Yaga stepped into the hall. It was very long and made entirely of ice. Soaring pillars supported a vaulted ceiling that was almost too high to see. Cold light illuminated the blue-green floor, casting strange upward shadows on the pillars. At the far end of the hall, the Snow Queen sat on a high throne. She was wrapped in white furs, with a little fur cap partially covering her platinum locks. Baba Yaga thought it was very stupid to design your castle to make yourself look small from the entryway, but to each his own. Hello, sister, Baba Yaga croaked, employing the traditional title used among witches. I have come... "'To learn to freeze hearts, I know,' the Snow Queen cut her off. "'Your ears stretch far, little sister,' Baba Yaga said. "'I have many ways of listening,' the Snow Queen responded. "'She stood, and the chamber seemed to shrink as her great height filled it. "'Well,' she said, "'shall we get started?' Baba Yaga nodded. It was good etiquette to share spells, no witch would refuse the favour, but it was very bad etiquette to ask for a counter spell. Counter spells were a sort of insurance. If you shared your spell, you were generous, if you shared your counter spell, you were stupid. They spent several days learning the theory of the spell. Every night the Snow Queen would offer Baba Yaga a chamber to sleep in, but Baba Yaga always declined and went back to her little hut on chicken legs for the night. She could make it through a cold day with the Snow Queen, but Baba Yaga shuddered at the thought of a long night in that bitterly cold castle. On the third day, the Snow Queen suggested a practical test. "'Have you brought a subject you can practice on?' she asked. "'I'm afraid that all my slaves' hearts are already frozen to me.' "'I have a slave,' Baba Yaga replied. "'This wasn't exactly true. "'She had a child whom she was fattening up for a winter feast, "'but she would rather sacrifice this child to her magical experiments Then admit to the Snow Queen that she had come unprepared. Very good, the Snow Queen answered. Bring it inside. The child was a blessedly quiet creature. Baba Yaga had kept him in a cage for the past three months. He had trouble walking into the castle. The cage in Baba Yaga's hut was not tall enough for him to stand up. Baba Yaga enchanted his legs, however, so that he could at least walk into the palace without her having to support him. Such a weak little wretch! Baba Yaga hated normal people. He's a little old, the Snow Queen complained. Not too old, Baba Yaga said. He can't be more than ten. The Snow Queen huffed. Twelve at least, she said. "'How old are you, boy?' Thirteen. yesterday,' he whispered. "'You'll see,' said the Snow Queen. "'What does it matter?' Baba Yaga asked. "'It's easier if they're younger,' the Snow Queen said. "'Then this will be a good challenge,' Baba Yaga said. Hmm, "'The Snow Queen shook her head. "'We'll see. "'Put him over there in the light. "'You'll be able to aim better.' Baba Yaga made the boy walk to the place that the Snow Queen indicated. Then she stood back, closed her eyes, reached out with her mind, and touched nothing. "'What do you feel?' the Snow Queen asked. "'Nothing,' Baba Yaga said. "'Nothing at all!' That's impossible, the Snow Queen scoffed. It's sometimes difficult to find a way in, but you always feel something when you're looking to get into someone's heart. Baba Yaga strained with her mind. No, she said, nothing. Let me try, the Snow Queen pushed Baba Yaga out of the way, and closing her eyes, she stretched her mind out toward the boy's chest. But there was nothing. The Snow Queen's eyes snapped open. What is this, she asked. Have you brought me a wizard? This boy has no heart. Baba Yaga laughed. He's not a wizard, just a stupid boy who's been in a cage in my house for three months now. "'Then why can't I feel his heart? "'It should be right there. "'Only a great wizard can hide his heart like that.' "'They both looked at the boy. "'He stood still and silent, several yards away from them. "'His gray eyes blinked slowly. "'Boy,' the Snow Queen said, striding up to him, "'are you a wizard?' "'I charge you in the name of the magic we subscribe to. "'You will tell me the truth.' "'I'm not a wizard,' the boy said. "'The Snow Queen stared into his eyes. "'He's not lying,' she said, without turning her head away from his face. "'I don't know what's wrong with him then,' Baba Yaga said. "'Maybe he's an anomaly.' "'Normal people don't have anomalies like that,' the Snow Queen snapped. "'They need their hearts.' "'Boy,' Baba Yaga said, an idea suddenly coming to her. "'Are you in love?' "'I don't think so,' the boy looked confused. "'Baba Yaga walked cautiously toward him, "'reaching out her gnarled old hand toward his chest.' ''What are you hiding?'' she murmured. Baba Yaga's hand touched the boy's chest and she shrieked. She pulled her hand back, hissing and spitting. ''What have you done to me?'' she screamed. Her fingers were black and smoking. The Snow Queen's eyes grew wide. ''I've heard of this,'' she said. ''It's a new form of protection from the South. ''Boy, open your shirt.'' The boy undid the first few buttons of his ragged shirt. Something metal gleamed there. What's that? Baba Yaga hissed. The boy held it out. It was two bars of metal crossing each other and joined at the point where they crossed. What is that? The Snow Queen squinted at the charm. Then she started back. ''That's it,'' she gasped. ''That's the sign of the new kind of magic. It's slippery and devious. People give away their hearts to a god, and he gives them this symbol as protection.'' ''So, he doesn't have a heart?'' Baba Yaga asked. ''No, he does,'' the Snow Queen said. ''But it's in the keeping of this god. Get him out of here. He's dangerous to me.'' But the spell! Baba Yaga was in pain, but she didn't want to have come all this way for nothing. Come back with a better specimen, the Snow Queen answered. Just get him out of here. I don't want him! Then get rid of him! Just get him out of my house! When Ivan woke up, the first thing he saw was a crucifix on the wall opposite his bed. He felt like he could breathe for the first time in three months. Shh, a gentle voice was saying. Don't try to move. Just let me lift your head so you can drink this broth. Ivan did as he was told. Are you a priest? he asked when he could speak. Yes, I'm Father Mikhail. Father Mikhail, Ivan sighed. We thought you weren't going to make it, the priest said. You were so cold when we found you. What happened? Baba Yaga, Ivan muttered, and the Snow Queen. They wanted my heart, but they couldn't get it. The Master has it. The priest smiled. The Master? he asked. Christ, Ivan said, my Master. Ah, very good, very good. Your heart is certainly safe with him. Safe, Ivan mumbled, with him. Yes, Father Mikhail answered. Now try to rest. When you're better, we'll try to help you get back to your village. Ivan sighed. As he closed his eyes, his hand clutched the small silver crucifix around his neck. It was warm and comforting. He fell asleep. You just listened to The King of Hearts by Gretelyn Darkey, read to you by your door-to-door storyteller, Lee Andrews. Thank you for listening. Used by We Are One Body Audio Theater with the permission of the licensor, granted under a copyrighted license agreement. A production of We Are One Body Audio Theater.